May 12, 2023, it's the Watt for Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro show. Got to mute the motherfucker. 22 years, I'm still fucking blowing claps. Happy <coughs> Friday, people. You can hear probably I ain't man load mode, right? Because of those software engineers that are stony with their Skype invention. I got with me Janice, unit Eugene. Hey. And I, and I, I should, uh, Janice, uh, Iran, how should I say it completely? Because after this, I'm just going to say Jan- Janice. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's Janice Iron Fawn. Okay. Janice Iron Fawn. A lot of letters there. <laughs> I'm familiar for what, but what is here to learn. That's why I was born. So, Janice, thank you so much for being a teacher. And also for bringing this music. And we got to thank Randolph for the connect. Much respect. Now, uh, I want to learn about your journey through music. So, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Oh, okay. So, I I mean, I grew up loving to sing. Like, I, that was my first instrument was voice. Okay. And, uh I'm not, theory doesn't make sense to me. I, I'm not one of those people who like, like uh, I've learned to read music and forgot. I'm, I'm going to get to that, but I, I um, want that yeah, answer. Yeah, like, sorry, go ahead. I want you to answer this, that question. First musical recollection. I'm going to get to your development and shit, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Uh, first... Some dudes, they'll tell me about hearing shit when they're inside their ma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, my childhood's real blurry, but I can clearly remember like being like, I don't know, like 13 at Jesus camp. And uh, it was like around that, you know, 94, 95 summer of ska. And uh, it had actually tipped over into like even there was even like, quote, underground Christian ska and learning, you know, learning about the uh, the fucking OC supertones. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) also, also, finally, Jesus camp, (laughs) finally, also with ska movement, even though it was brief, the guys in the school brass part of the bands could finally be in the rock and roll band right right so right. this pad you grew up at, well at the jesus camp they have guitar like guitar mass or something like that yeah it was kind of like they'd have like an evening chapel sort of thing but like it was a little bit rowdier than like the, the, the first the first hour or so would be a little bit rowdier it'd be like more like like modern contemporary christian music or whatever just like on speakers Okay. Uh, but then, then there was also like a worship worship sort of band afterwards. Well, I was thinking like maybe they handed out guitars and you guys were all jamming <laughs> on fucking guitar. I don't know. <laughs> if only. Oh, uh, if only. Okay. What? Well, with the pad you grew up in. Now you said your first instrument was your voice, but yeah. what, was there any instruments also in the pad? Not really. Uh, my my family isn't terribly musical. Okay. Uh, I was yeah like you know you I, don't pick that shit right. Master and kind of everything is just evil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well you don't pick you know you, you arrive you open your eyes whoa this is where i am there's no yeah, instruments this, this okay is what I have to work with. here here i'm curious first record you bought with your own money i mean it might actually have been no doubt's tragic kingdom oh okay <laughs> yeah. tony good bass player probably in the first five uh definitely for sure and probably bad move that the, the singer's brother quits to animate for the really? simpsons yeah right? <laughs> the guy Oops. who kind of shaped yeah. that record oh! a lot of ways it happens right what, uh, what about first gig you saw Ooh. um Remember, it's the Watford Pedro show. There's no wrong answers. There's no, no, no hard uh, questions. Yeah, the, 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 the first one that wasn't like something through church that was like kind of mandatory was I went with my uh, some, 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 some friends from school and our Spanish teacher for some reason to go see Less Than Jake. Uh, more ska <laughs> yeah more ska yeah it's funny there's like very little ska in my game these days but like when i was 14 15 that was everything 
<laughs> because like me being born in 57 Sputnik space race, you know, sometimes things are out of your control. You just, right. It's a situation yep. you find yourself in. Part okay. of the whirlwind happening around you. So can I ask you at school, were you in the choir or the marching yeah, band I, or I shit did, like that? I did acapella choir. I, uh, I took some guitar classes. Uh, it was like one of the few electives that wasn't like agricultural because I was in a pretty small town. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think they called vocational. I, I was an electric shop three hours. Get this shit using slide rules, right? Because calculators are four hundred dollars or something. Right. And uh, yeah, we're fixing televisions. We're getting taught this and how uh, how to service machines that punch uh, cards that run programs for mainframes. Sure. <laughs> It was really oh, useful. Yeah, like pre-COBOL, right? <laughs> yeah. Those were the only two. There was two languages, COBOL and Fortran. That was it. There was yeah. And no pewter sitting on your desk. It was all mainframe. So four hours for the turnaround. And one syntax error, right? Kick it back up. Anyway, um, I, I don't mean to whine like that. It's just no, you're good. situation. <laughs> just situation. I, I'm, I'm curious. Did you get end up getting your own guitar? I did. I was like 16, 17. I got an acoustic guitar. Uh, did you get it or was it given to you? Uh, I feel like, I feel like it somehow came through, came through school. I, I, I either got a loaner through school or it was actually gifted to me. I, I can't really remember. And uh, where, did you trip on like, man, why doesn't this sound like the records? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, everybody, right? It's like, even if you get electric guitar, because you ain't got those, well, maybe nowadays kids get those boxes, but in the 70s, we thought that was all like studio gimmicks. Sure. Sure, this, yeah, a lot of things can affect the tone of something, even something acoustic. You know, I remember like one of the first songs I learned was Doll by the Foo Fighters, which is a little embarrassing now, but. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, I, I just remember being like, I know I'm playing it right. Why doesn't it sound right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah, v, uh, VHS tapes with like instructions. That was a trip. Oh, you could sure. actually watch some dude's fucking hands. What was the guy uh, Esteban? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, right, right, right. With the flamenco <laughs> the hat and, the, hat and all I think the he wore a fucking cape even. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I'll teach you how to do it. You know, no problem. No fucking problem. So uh, let me ask you this: uh, afternoon. Like after school, not graduating, but in the afternoon, the bedroom band, the basement band, the garage band. Did you get into shit like that? Yeah, I had a couple of a couple of short-lived bands in high school. Um, one was kind of through church. That seemed like the gateway was like I would convince the parents that something was Jesus friendly, and then I'd be allowed to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so the first the first band was through church, and it was a Christian band in, in kind of in theory only. Um, and then, uh, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, what were they called? Oh gosh. It was like something like the happy, it was the, the jaywalkers, the happy jaywalkers. We argued about the name a lot. We played like three shows. You know, Charlie Hayden, yeah. the bass man, his son, Josh had a band called the treacherous jaywalkers. Oh, interesting. That's, yeah. That's... In fact, I, he had me <laughs> produce it. The first record kind of I ever produced and uh, Josh Hayden. Good cat. Hmm. So did this band, you said that you did three gigs. Can you remember the first one? Uh, that was, that would definitely would have been at like at church youth group. <laughs> and what you called a success? And, what no, was it? Pants shitter or what? Do what? Was it scary? I, I, f 
feel like it, it must have been. I don't like clearly remember it, but I still have stage fright, so I can't imagine that that was not a thing then. You know, with less experience, you know, like I still get a little bit of a flutter sometimes. I, fuck! I shit a pecan log every fucking time. I've been doing this for you know more than way more than two thirds of my life. I've never gotten used to it. Uh, right. I, I'm curious. The material. Were you yeah. uh, copying songs off records, or were you guys writing your own stuff? Uh, we were mostly playing covers. We were trying to write our own shit, but it was kind of everyone's first band. So, And, and what's everybody pitching in on the songwriting, or were you the main songwriter? Uh, it was it was kind of all pitched. At that point, I wasn't really playing well enough to feel like competent writing uh, anything aside from lyrics. But Can you remember the first lyric you wrote? I don't. <laughs> I've, I've only wrote... This is how fucking pathetic 70s were. Yeah. I only wrote one fucking song. It was called Mr. Bass King Outer Space. And I can't remember it exactly, but bottom line was uh, I, I'd do this bass solo and blow the rest of the band off the stage. So obviously I had issues. <laughs> well, I found out bass is where you put your retarded friend. You know, I didn't... With arena rock. Not, not once the movement came because everybody sure. was more equal. But in arena rock, man... You were there with the drummer and like, I don't know, not uh, a little eugenics, eugenics going on with the music hierarchy or some bullshit. Right. Even I remember reading Chico Hamilton not being able to get songwriting credit. I guess the notes are too short. Sure. So, you know, you gave me this tune here. H-E double nothing. Oh, yeah. Let's listen.
Thank you. 
rotten wood. Gross.
Watt from Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with entresol. I learned a new word, people. It's sort of like a mezzanine, huh? Yeah, yeah. See how fucking I'm expanding my fucking vocab? Look at this guy. <laughs> anyway, H-E double nothing. After that, part eight of Planet Chernobyl. This is opera me and Petra Hayden. Hey, Josh's sister. We did with Charlie uh, Plymel's libretto from his poem. Brand new from Model Home. Great band out of the D.C. area. This tune's called Ghost. Then uh, out of Russia, this guy, Andrei Guryanov, like the, I don't know, last hundred years of his country, he's made like seven, eight different parts for each section, and it's pretty heavy. And this is 1917 to 1918. Brand new. Thank you, Brother Tim, for flowing in. Midwife in Via Melancholia. Brand new. Midwife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Plague X. Uh, yeah, it's a collaboration, right? Mid mm -hmm. Midwife. Uh, yeah. Great singers. Jesus. Really oh, good. Yeah. And brand new from Shiverboard, Stain Remover. Kind of good singing. <laughs> Moon X. This is new. Goblin. They're going to be on the show soon. Oh, Jer yeah. Jerry King. Yeah. Curse Alono after that with Pick Up the Pieces. Not the average white band. Uh, you know, you can't copyright a title, people. So you should hear the fucking uh, Tripod Jimmy version of Autumn Leaves. They ain't sound like no Perry Como. <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Bombas Prended, Numbered Bones. This band, D.C. area, and uh, maybe five, six gigs. Being together 40, 50 years. Recorded like 9,000 songs. A trippy arc. Paranoid State out of the Netherlands. Self-doubt, of course. Why do you think it's a paranoid state? Finally, Entersol. Idyllic. That's optimistic. So to continue on your journey, so you got a big gig under your belt at this with the uh, Happy Jay Walkers. And you, <laughs> you say this don't last long, this band. No, it didn't last long at all. Uh, it, I would, I would, in, uh, the way I'm remembering it is like maybe a summer at the longest. Uh, but uh, me and the guitarist, who he actually was a writer, he actually wrote songs. He's like kind of grew up on like Stevie Ray Vaughan and was very much a blues dude and who had kind of found like like dub, dub and ska shit. He started, he, he decided we were going to start a band and, uh, Called it called it dub riot, which is like hilarious because we mostly didn't play dub music. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately for the bass player, I got to see a family man, uh, Barrett, with uh, Bob Marley in '79. Yeah. yeah, he was bad. He was beautiful. <laughs> the whole band was actually, you know, Bob. His hair was like fucking snakes. He was dancing in the giant. It was great. I loved it. And it fucking basketball arena, but the mixer man got it. I don't know how. So, okay, do you remember? Uh, uh, well, how long does this go? Do you remember the first gig? Do you remember the uh, yeah? Experience? We actually played, we played like like the like the the county fair and shit like that. Like we had matching jackets with our with our logo on the back. Whoa. It was it was cheesy, but it was well, cool. I'm we thinking were, of the ducks too. You know the college town, Eugene. <laughs> Well, so this was in a much smaller town, Madras, Oregon. Oh, okay, okay. Population maybe five thousand, so we're one of the three bands in town. Right, so we, right. 
even though you've got those like I'm new to this and I don't think we're good, I also think I'm hot shit because everyone likes our band because we're like the only game in town. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call that the big fish in the small pond. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> training, training for long term. Uh, uh, what's that? Fucking. <laughs> but you're playing the band leader's songs. You're not actually supplying. You're not supplying the material, though, right? You're, you're playing right. the band leader's. We songs. we I think we maybe had four originals and then a set of of covers that ranged from like three eleven to like Sublime or something. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say the Police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sublime. That that's right across the, the the bridge here in Long Beach. Those guys. Sure. I remember. That's a sad story. That guy could sing. He could Absolutely. Sing Brad, yeah. yeah. Uh, so how long does this band go? Uh, I want to say like a year and a half, maybe two. Um, I'm actually still in touch with some of those guys, but we haven't like, yeah, like by the, by the time I like left for, left town for college, like band kind of was over. Okay. And when you get to the college town, what is that, Eugene? Uh, I was in. I went to a community college in Bend for like a Bend, year. Okay, by the border. Yeah. yeah, I just kind of fucked off and dropped out. <laughs> and then that's real. That's really east. That's a whole different part of Oregon that people most oh, yeah. people probably so don't even know. People don't know there's there's desert in Oregon. It's right, fine. right. <laughs> Washington State too. It's rain shadow, right, people? The Cascades. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could like drive from like Tacoma to Spokane and film a video about like U.S. tourism and kind of yeah. cover almost everything. Right. A lot of parts of that is no trees. Yeah. I know. It's fucking intense. Fields and fucking crazy ravines and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when you get to this ta- uh, in band, do you get in another band? Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there's not a lot of reggae sound in this inner song. <laughs> right. I mean, I like I got more into like like punk and post-hardcore and, and screamo during that area ah, okay. of my life. Also, like, that was kind of around the time that, like, that whole thing kind of had a resurgence, like the post-hardcore thing. Sure. Um, but yeah, I like kind of didn't really play music again for a long time. I didn't get into a band again until, gosh, like 2010. Uh, now, now did the guitar living. just sit in the corner, or did you get it I out and play it sometimes? I'd kind of fuck around and play like my own little like like folk and folk punk songs and just kind of never did anything with it. I got more involved in uh, organizing shows and kind of infrastructure shit that uh, that shit's important too though man it takes a totally, lot of people to totally. make a gig yeah yeah, yeah. I became more, more of a fan and did some music journalism and and then what so, happens in 2010 you start going back to it uh basically i bumped into these dudes who already had a band going and it wasn't exactly what i wanted to do but one of the guys was just determined after he heard me saying he's like you should be in a band you should be in my band and i'm like well your band sounds like tool and i hate that <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was briefly in this band that, like, had an identity crisis because at the time I wanted to fucking sound like Glassjaw and they wanted to sound like Tool. <laughs> the, horror, the horror, sounded like. <laughs> the horror. The <laughs> horror. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Okay, so I ain't even going to ask about those gigs. Yeah, that band was called Point Zero Eight. But you know what? Which is the fucking alcohol limit for getting arrested. We were just a bunch of folks who worked in bars and were too drunk to play, usually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. But but you know what? It's important because it gets you back into playing again. Exactly. So what happens after that? 
I kept I kept just kind of fucking around with like like false starts with people where like I I don't always work real well with a group and I know that part of that is my own you know like I'll have an idea and I have a hard time communicating it to those around me and then I get frustrated so like I uh, I kind of I hit this wall where I realized that I just needed to do shit by myself at least until I reached the point of figuring out the the, the literacy to communicate with a group to like get the thoughts from the inside of my head to like make sense outside. Um, so I just, yeah, I just started fucking around with like building tracks alone, which meant I had to actually learn how to play instruments. <laughs> and, and learn how to record yourself. So what, sure. what, what do you do with a four track or pewter software? Yeah, it's mostly just like hardware into um, like a four channel mixer that I run into Audacity. It's like every everything is free or basic, you know? Yeah, I should tell the listeners, Audacity people is software that turns your computer in the studio yeah and also people use it for gigs right sure yeah, yeah. right so it's not just sure. recording you can perform with this stuff mm-hmm. yeah uh so do you now now is this intersol or is this just jen's on his it's, own it's definitely the project that kind of became entresol for a little while i was just using my name um do you remember the and- first gig you did as your own name man alone I think the first one I can remember off top was, um, oh gosh, no, the project was briefly called Not Counting the Mezzanine. Ah, great. <laughs> I, I spaced out. There was a, a period where it was uh, me and another dude. I literally brought someone in to play additional guitar and he had to like kind of write second parts because I, I, I got asked to play this show uh, with this uh, rockabilly band, the Sawyer family. It was a weird fit. Um, but I... Uh, I just, the stage fright thing was such a such an issue that I'm like I don't think I want to go up there by myself. <laughs> right. So you bring so, in a, a collaborator. Yeah. So my friend, uh, my friend Brett Estep uh, played additional guitar and um, stuff that I wasn't capable of. He kind of brought into the project where he would like play bowed guitar or bowed baritone. Um, oh, and I have and, a and then for like, you being open minded yeah, enough to let him let, him, let his freak flag fly. Exactly. Well, the thing is, I have this history of like, things are really high concept in my head. And then when they go to come out, I'm like, well, I can play four chords. Uh, <laughs> Fucking TVI so like, is one chord. Right? Totally. It's like Lime in the coconut people. is C7, one chord. Sure. <laughs> you know, I th- uh, yeah. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. I, I don't mean to flush the punch bowl, but May 12, 2023. Edition Wapito, so special guest, Jen Zarin. Hold tight for hour two. May 12, 2023, second hour, what for Pedro Show. Shadows cast by light, it's not our own. Something happened here. My hands are gnarled from the hunger still. Your hands are quiet. You were quiet. The hush is like remembering. Remembering is like silence. Silence. 
it's not really death. You know it now. I told you. Something funny happened here. Everything is fine. Everything is false. You can stay put if I can keep my mouth shut up.
Reconditioning. An echo of dishwashing liquid in the cups of oolong tea we're serving. No clocks in the casino. No bathroom breaks on the job. Bound to the wheel. Charlie Cooper made his living selling antiqued items as genuine antiques. Grinning and glad-handed, eyes smiling in silent denial, generously scented with royal cologne. A flock of red-winged blackbirds on the barbed wire fence behind the hay bales. Charlie called, offering me a day's work, cash off the books, eight tons of rice, rejected by state regulators as insect infested. We ran it through some kind of heat cleansing process, sifted out the impurities, and repacked it for sale at dollar stores. No heroes. Fishing in the dark on the other side of dawn. The bus arrived from Peach Springs ahead of schedule, full of retirees and bored wives in their forties and fifties, anxious to descend upon the antique malls, the casinos, and the curio shops. We've been given the general rules broad explanation, but we waited for the exceptions to be explained away. Choose your battles, wear the mask. Reflections on the water's surface, shattered by insects swimming against the current. No escape from rebirth. Night vision deteriorated, as corroded as her sister's nose ring. I've opened my mouth, and I cannot go back. Brightness with no source of illumination. Subject nor object. Perpetual, uncalculated life in the present. As permanent as the lifetime of the locust. The weary road winds uphill all the way. Choose your battles. Plotting her escape from the fortress of color and form, of late fees and eviction notices, bound to the wheel, painting the wind.
prolonging the pause. The tracks are rattling. The train should be coming. Soon, I'm told. For Pedro Show, start off the second hour. Entresol, handmade flat earth collectibles. Then we had the Bre- Brendan Etter Ensemble. This is a drummer man leading a band, people. Actually, it's an old tradition. Gene Krupa, Louis Belson, shit. Sunlight through the leaves. Tragic assembly after that out in North Carolina with 100 perfect snakes. Round Bhutan and Bill Shoot with reconditioning. And Entresol, perilous little anvil. So, your buddy last on guitar just one gig? Uh, I think we played maybe four or five under oh. that name. Okay. Yeah, I had like four four songs that were kind of like, that ended up being like the first Entresol EP later. Um, and I mean, it was definitely that thing where I just like, I, I realized that I... Uh, <laughs> kind of suck to work with and feel like weird ownership of things and i basically was like what if we don't play together anymore and then went and recorded those same songs again myself um, so 
I, you know, like sometimes I, I definitely feel like I still sort of have, we've, we've talked and I've apologized, but I feel like I still owe that guy kind of like, I feel like I pulled the rug out from under his feet a little bit, you know? Yeah. So there was probably no more gigs with him. No. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was the end of that project. But uh, the name changed, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. And that also coincides with you and man alone. Okay. Sure. And, uh, Tell me about your process about composing. Do you uh, do you have a trove of lyrics? Do you have little demo things? Do you use voicemail? I mean, voice memo on your leash or what? what how do you I mean, do it? I mean, sort of all of that. There's uh, it's as you yeah as you might kind of call from here in the shit. It's like it's very patchwork quilt in its approach, and I uh, I usually have like a few hundred like voice recordings on my phone that I use for, you know, just like, like textures, layers, uh, and I'll like have like a riff that I eventually am going to use and I'll like kind of piece together a song. Sometimes things come together as like a whole piece kind of at once, but, um, it's usually a little bit more like audio collage. And then, and then if there are lyrics, they get added after the fact. Well, let me ask you about titles because the, you know, we start off the second hour with a group, tune with a great title <laughs> and when do they come i ask a lot of my guests this because i have a certain method yeah yeah i have to start with the title and almost everybody i ask on the show they say the title comes last i <laughs> i like that sometimes uh i would say like nine times out of ten the title is there either before i create the song or well before it's done ah okay so i'm not alone no, like sometimes I'll have like a title in mind and that'll dictate what the song ends up being about. That, that That's what I, I use it for focus. Sure. Yeah. Like I need some for, form of direction because everything else is so, I don't know, disjointed and disorganized. Or at least it feels that way to me. That This gives me kind of like a common thread of like, all right, this song, Perilous Little Anvil. Is yeah, I was just going to, I was going to just ask you, for example, Perilous Little Anvil. Uh, right away, I got an image in my mind. So, like, you bring all your resources to aid and abet to fucking make that thing live, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, that that, that title is just, like, how I, in journal entries, had referred to a relationship. <laughs> 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 it's small and fragile and also, like, a fucking albatross. Right. Um, so <laughs> did, you, did you ever watch that show in the 60s? Um, not you probably weren't around yet but there, it was from the 60s it was from england it was called the prisoner what and there were 17 episodes and one of yeah, them was hammer into anvil yeah it's mm -hmm. about some secret agent who wants to quit and they don't they send him to a little village because he knows too much they want to yeah. find out shit. yeah so uh but they have one called hammer into anvil and the hard ass you know the butch guy wannabe butch guy he ends sure. up getting broken by his own fucking scheme whatever the fuck uh, look, Lincoln Slew. I want to play that.
Watch for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off with Entresol doing Lincoln Slew. Then Oliver Mann and Stefano Pelia, brand new from them, Riverstones. Reynos out of Argentina. Uh, Ronero Manila Tus. Ray Shin out of Reno. Spaz Odyssey. Not Jazz Odyssey. But that was the, uh, what's his name? Derek Smalls, right? The, the bass man for uh, Spinal Tap. I think well, that was his his big opus, right? was like Jazz Odyssey. But this is Spaz <laughs> Odyssey. Yeah. And then Ante Saul with Tarnish 3, Domingo. Okay. In lightness. Yeah. To the, both those pieces. Uh, Lincoln Slew, the, it's from, that's off of the first of two EPs that I did during lockdown, actually. Uh, the stuff I'd been creating right before that was basically death industrial. And then, you know, during this period where it's like, I can't go anywhere, I can't do anything, the world's shutting down, everyone's fighting. And I'm like, I've got all this anger. And somehow it just keeps coming out as like making music for like self-soothing. <laughs> right. like ambient shit. Uh, yeah, so that, that it's called Lincoln Slough because the all of the field recordings happened at this slough on Lincoln Street, very close to my home. I was going on walks at night, and I would just field record in a piece of the neighborhood or a part of the town within about a mile or so from my house, and then come home and add synth to complete a track. Which, just kind of initially as an exercise, but I ended up really liking the the pieces. And and, and this is what you were referred to last time, uh, last block of spiel about mm-hmm. how you use your leash to capture. So, cause I thought you were humming into the thing, but you're actually capturing sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there might be some humming here and there, but yeah, yeah, I definitely, uh, I'll like, you know, I'll be at the bar sometimes, you know, like at work after clothes and like the way that like, uh, two particular glasses clinking together sounds and I'll like do it, do that a bunch or like roll it around on the bar. Just like, you know, field recording, you know, just, capturing textures that I'll like process them or not uh, and layer them underneath the music, kind of create like a sound bed to build on. Yeah, because everything's fair game, huh? It's sure. very John Cage, you know, what? what is music? Uh, right. Okay, Tarnish 3 Domingo, was there a Tarnish 2? Was there a Tarnish yeah, 1? Tarnish is actually like a 10-minute track that's ah, like, okay. it's my, or a 12-minute track. It's my side of a tour a tour split cassette that I put out a few years ago with a friend called mouth mouth. We did like a 15 day West coast run together. Just the two of us in a car. I five uh, tour. Sorry. I five tour. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to try that this next tour. Steph trying yeah. to do the fucking whole country in one loop. Yeah. Two loops. Make an I five loop. Then the rest of the fucking country. Yeah, break it up. Yeah, because <laughs> that Rocky Mountain shit is <laughs> far a few gigs for a lot of miles. Whoa. Absolutely. But I, I love playing for everybody, but man, I'm 65 now, a little tough. So, um, yeah, that sounds like fucking whining. Sorry, sorry. But uh, so, so uh, you actually this is for the merch table, or was it also the material for what you did when you performed that tour? Uh, there was one portion of that, of that tape that did end up being in my set for a while. Um, but yeah, like it, it was mostly created for the merch table. It's funny cause I think that like that actual piece, that's my side of that split might be my favorite entresol release. Like I just feel like everything, like it flows really well. It's it kind of nailed exactly what I was trying to do with the project at the time. Um, 
without being like, I don't know, too busy. And do you remember when you were creating it? Did just everything fell into place and shit? Yeah, I, I created that. That it was. It was maybe two days. It was like a weekend. Wow. I just kind of just sat down and was like at the computer for like six or eight hours a couple of times, um, and it just sort of fell together. <clears throat> that that particular like couple of years, there was just. I think I put out like maybe like fifteen or eighteen like self self issued cassette tapes just cranking out content. It's definitely slowed down since then. Okay, but, okay, but that that's a buttload. And what yeah, and what about that? What about that fucking medium too? Cassette. Uh, at the time, I was running a cassette label called Flossless Audio that has since just kind of become my production company, and I don't really release. Any Are you music. aware of Almar Golis? I. I don't think so. Okay, this is a cat who was big in cassette culture in the 80s. And then he graduated to like CDR in the 90s. But sure. it was it was people trading cassettes, you know. I mean, there's two, two, two ways of doing this, right? The mixtape, other people's songs. But then sure. it's people, their own music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it's a great fabric to co- uh, connect curious minds. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do I, like I got involved in some trading because like other small labels would do the thing where they're like you trade, we'll sure. give you five anything from our from our from our catalog. You give us five any any of yours. That's you know. exactly what his par- paradigm is. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're at <laughs> totally. the end of the second uh, hour, May 12, twenty twenty three edition. What Pedro show? Special guest Jens Eugene. Hold tight for hour three. May 12, 2023, it's third hour. Watch from Pedro.
Pedro Show start off the third hour on Tresol with Mortis and Tannen, then Beast View Mall. This is uh, part one of two of Fata Morgana and uh, label uh, uh, Rochester, upstate New York. I guess home of Xerox, right? Eastman Kodak. Yeah. Uh, I got to share a stage with Sonny Chirac there. I talked to him before we played backstage. He's the most kind man. Beautiful guitar, man. And then uh, to another nod. And, uh, you know, I fucked up because I was supposed to end that chunk with Body Void, but I put oh, it yeah. in the next, it'll be in the next chunk of music in the middle. So, you know, like 22 years still blowing clams. But please <laughs> clear up this uh, 
uh, the difference between entresol and body void? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, well, for one, people actually listen to body void. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, body void is like a like a crusty doom sludge band that I got kind of roped into a few years ago. I was a fan of the band already, uh, and their bassist quit, and they happened to know that I played bass in a doom band or had briefly. Um, and they uh, also knew that I could work remote, that I could take my job on the road. Uh, and they invited me to fill in on one tour, and it just kind of snowballed. So I've been in the band since uh, early 2020. And they're Eugene Cats? They're actually in Vermont now. Jesus, that's the other side. <laughs> yeah, so they were based in Oakland, and uh, they kind of lost their basis during the move to Vermont. Uh, so, sort of. Uh, the two siblings who started the band are, based, are are from out there, but they were going to school down in Berkeley. Um, so when they relocated back home, uh, the brother who had played bass, Parker Ryan, he uh, he opted to uh, change life paths a little bit. He's teaching and writing and doing other stuff. Uh, so I got I got to join one of my favorite bands, which was like a, a fun a fun surprise. Yeah, yeah, like uh, me getting to do some gigs with Flipper. Sure, yeah, you know, that, that was a mind blow. You know, when shit gets, happens, or oh, fuck, what about Stooges? Fuck. Right. Yeah, shit happens yeah. like that. That's a mind blow. So very inspired, right? Sure. I still get to have these weird moments on stage where I'm like, am I in this band? This doesn't, you know, it still doesn't feel real. But, like, you know, I want I want the listeners to know that, you know, a lot of the stuff we're hit over the head with, you're not a success unless you're calling all the shots. No, sure. sometimes it's fucking happening when you join somebody else's band. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, this has been like a really interesting learning experience for me because I, on the records, I only do electronics. I only do noise and textures, and then uh, because we live thirty two hundred miles apart, right? Willow, the guitarist, uh, vocalist, they Willow plays all the bass on the records. Um, she's a, it's pretty much Willow's like creative project. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So the re- the rest the rest of us sort of like we're we're more live live components uh eddie the drummer has been there since the beginning uh but oftentimes we as a group kind of defer to what what willow has in mind because they they write completed tracks and then bring them to us uh then i add electronics for the recording but um yeah it's been really good to like kind of navigate that like oh like the, the ownership feels with a project where it's like well i'm in it and i'm clearly welcome here but like it doesn't have to be the me show you know right 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 and I don't think you can learn everything if you're always the boss. No, exactly. You're going to miss out on all kinds of shit because you always get your fucking way. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> your way is wrong. <laughs> I know, I know. But like I said, there's all these like other, I don't know, social, what kind of, I don't know where they come from. But like, you know, you're not, you're a loser unless you're fucking telling everybody what to do. Bullshit. All, all I think life's more about taking turns. Yeah. Look, okay, okay. I want to play you uh, I don't understand this title all the way, but Orthostice. Orthostice. Yeah. It is, it's a. Uh, it's an infinite jest reference, actually. Oh, what's his name? Uh, the big uh, fat book. David Foster Wallace. David Foster Wallace. Yeah, somebody gave me this book, and I ain't been all the way through it, but there's a lot of, a lot of good song titles in that motherfucker. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's listen. <laughs> 
Lot for Pedro. So, last music for this edition. We start that chunk off with, yeah, big nod to David Foster Wallace with uh, Orthostice. Entresol. Will Veter after that. Here's some more car- uh, Carbon Records from Rochester stuff. Uh, those on staff. Hopefully not staff infection. Because uh, you ain't get rid of that shit, right? Body Void. Here, this is what I was supposed to play at the end of the last chunk, people. Drown. This is and then uh, self scratching record the Victoria Shen, she's got yeah these cements a ten inch seven inch and a thirty three you know and they're all got different speeds and she puts a styluses she glues them to her fingernails and yeah it's a trip and then finally body void again with laying down in a forest fire so when was the last time you played with the body voids uh, we actually like kind of recently did a European tour uh, kind of looping around mainland to end at a Roadburn Festival in the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so what, what's the plan there? To make a new, a, a new record? Yeah, we uh, actually recorded uh, with uh, Ben Greenberg from Uniform back sure. in uh, January. And when's that going to come out? This summer? Uh, October. October. <laughs> Fall time. Yeah. You go to tour? Yeah, uh, that, there's definitely going to be a tour around it that's not uh, I don't know the timeline on that just yet. Um, they got to let you know, though. <laughs> Sometime, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You can at least I'll, plan for it. Is there a I'll, website that we can learn stuff about Body Void from? Yeah, at this point, we just we kind of just have a band camp, just bodyvoid.bandcamp.com. Okay. We're on you know Instagram and Facebook. And sure. And what, and what about your Entresol? Does that have a web presence? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's on. Uh, I think it's Entresol PNW on Bandcamp. Um, People, E N T R E S O L P W N P PNW. I think. Hold on. I don't know. You would know better than me. You tell me what. What's my address? Uh, yeah, it's uh, entresolpnw.bandcamp. So PNW, people. Northwest. Pacific Northwest, get it? There's a Brazilian DJ. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> After trying so hard to have a name no one else had, uh, there's well, a Brazilian DJ who did one uh, one EP like 12 years ago. <laughs> okay, okay. Noted, noted. Noted. Now, now, there's now. Drum Spain. And now it looks like the... the uh, the territories charted out a little bit for a uh, body void, but what about Entresol? What's your plan with that baby? So I'm kind of, I haven't done it much with it since, since COVID I have like a Patreon and I kind of, you know, release the occasional track here and there. Um, but I, um, I'm hoping to put out a new record in 2024. I'm kind of like starting to like work out like rough sketches for, for the next thing. But I want to take my time with this one. I used to kind of write and record at breakneck speed, and I'd like to, you know, spend the better part of a year on a record and uh, include collabs with friends and actually shop it around. Because with Entresol, it's always been like, as soon as things are done, I'm like, it's it's live. It exists. Here it is. You're talking uh, about those 15 cassettes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and part and like, that's been really good. It's like, you know, like, help me, like, let go of the idea of things being perfect. And, sure, sure, know, sure. But the other side of that is then having whole releases that I want to take down off the Internet later. 
Look, I want to put an invite out. Albums you can't find anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Jens, I want to put the invite out. When you do get this onto Saul album done, will you come back on the show and we can play it? And I, an, an invite also to the fucking body void people. If you want to bring them on, we could do group chat thing via Skype and rap. Oh, yeah. Okay? Uh, yeah. So just let me know. See about twisting their arms. <laughs> twist their arm, twist their neck. Neck tourniquets help, right? Neck tourniquets. <laughs> Got to save the arm, right? Right. <laughs> yes, we need those. <laughs> it's been beautiful having you aboard. Thank you so much, truly. Thank you Can't so wait much. to have you back. Okay. People, May 12, 2023, Dishwap Pedro should keep you powder dry.